Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 162. And away we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man. It's a brain and jumping your chip team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hear the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Greetings, lords and ladies. I am your host, Michael J. from the House Putty, and welcome to a Shutter Wrestling episode 162. Joining me this week, Marcus from the House Schwan. Marcus. Hollywood. Welcome back, buddy. How you been? Give me a better intro than that, putty. Marcus? Marcus, yeah. Mark. Short for Mark, right? No, my name is just straight up Mark, bro. I like Marcus, though. I call, I could, I, I every, sh- time, every time you call me for the last two weeks, I call you Marcus. You never noticed. Really? No, yeah. I haven't noticed. <laughs> Maybe I just tune out. <laughs> yeah, putting on my outside. Oh, Marcus, what's up? I never call, I call you Marcus all the time. What? I never noticed that. I could show you my SAG card. It says Mark. Okay, whatever. Eh, whatever. Fuck it. Mark Schwann in the house. It's roomy here this week, right? Maybe yeah. we'll stretch it out. I Nobody's know. on top of us. I can breathe. Check my legs out. I'm Elbow. wearing white today, and I don't have to worry about green getting on it. Oh, fuck that. That's the worst. Fucking green man. I had to throw away a suede jacket because green man got paint on it. It wouldn't come out. You did not. Yeah. Hands to God. For real? Yeah, absolutely. What brand was it? No name brand. I'm, I'm on the Hollywood lifestyle like you. So I, I bought the cheapest I can get. Wait, you you really, you really don't know what brands? No, it was you a no name brand. It was a shitty fucking brand. So, I, don't, I don't buy Rodeo Drive type name brand marketplaces. You were so weird. I'm middle class. I, what does that even mean, middle class? I, middle I, class doesn't even exist anymore. I, so you're either poor, or you're rich. I'm poor then. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You've been to my apartment. I'm poor. <laughs> you can come visit my mansion anytime. I'll, I'll give you some. Well, actually, I don't think my clothes will fit you. They won't. I haven't been invited back in a while, so I don't know. The lavish lifestyle of Hollywood Zane himself. Hey, man, you're more than welcome. Let's do it up. Let's do it up. Let's move on to this week's wrestling replay. It's going to, uh, it's been the last like two or three months talking about our road to WrestleMania. Well, let's switch it up. Let's talk about that little other promotion. That, what, what, what's it called? Uh, WCW? Oh, I remember that one. Vaguely, right? The little promotion that didn't really do much? Yeah. Let's talk about the biggest pay per view of that company, Bash at the Beach, July 7th, 1996, from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Is that the one where there was a front of a know. crowd of eighty three hundred? Yeah, uh, eighty three hundred. That's it. Yeah, it was WCW. Oh well. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Psychosis in fifteen minutes eighteen seconds. John Tenta defeated Big Bubba in a Carson City Silver Dollar match in nine minutes fourteen seconds. A what? I don't know. Diamond Dallas Page defeated Jim Duggan in a taped fist match in five minutes thirty nine seconds. The Nasty Boys defeated Public Enemy in a double dog collar match in 11 minutes, 25 seconds. What are these matches? <laughs> WCW. <laughs> Dean Malenko defeated Disco Inferno to retain the Cruiserweight Championship in 12 minutes, 4 seconds. Steve Mongo McMichael defeated some guy named Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez. WCW legend in 6 minutes, 44 seconds. Don't remember that name. The Nation Boy, Ric Flair, defeated Conan to win the United States Heavyweight Championship in 15 minutes, 39 seconds. Woo! 
the Giant and the Taskmaster defeated Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit in seven minutes, 59 seconds. And in your main event, the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan fought Randy Savage, Sting, and Lex Luger in a no contest in 16 minutes, 55 seconds. But all pretty short matches, if you think about it. Only two went over 10 minutes? Yeah. Three went over 10 minutes. But man, what an iconic, one of the biggest pay-per-views in that company's history. Yeah, easily. Easily. I mean, you put WCW on the map for Hands down. a long time. That wasn't WCW guy. I didn't watch WCW at the time. Never did. Not even during that? Never did. Not even- I was a WWE loyalist, oh, as man. a well-documented. But yeah, as a rushing fan, I know this was the turning point in WWE history. This monumental. Was- I feel like without this, without the Hulk Hogan turn, without Hall and Nash invading WCW, creating the NWO together, I feel like there really wouldn't be the Attitude Era that launched WWE to where it is today. So you're thanking Hall and Nash and Hogan for creating the Attitude Era? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. You're alone in that statement. A lot of people said that in the past. But. I, I mean, if think about it. Think about it. What was going on in WWF at that time? I mean, you had like characters like Doink the Clown and Duke the Dumpster Josie. You, you Goldust? Had, you had Goldust. You had... You Hunter had, Hearst Helmsley? You, right. You had all these, these, these really gimmicky characters that were just growing stale. No one cared about. You know, I mean, if, hell, Nash... And Hall left as Razor Ramon and Diesel. Diesel was not catching it. You think Roman Reigns had a bad? Diesel was awesome. Diesel was... And and Razor Ramon is a Hall of Famer. But I'm saying Diesel himself as a character in WWF... I think it worked. ...was not getting the the love that Vince really wanted. Probably. You know, remember towards the end, it was like the weird thing. Do we cheer him? Do we not? Like, what's going on here with this? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot of confusion. It's very Roman Reigns-esque, I True. say. Okay. But so if it wasn't for the NWO, there would be no DX. No, absolutely not. Okay. Because if if it didn't catch on the way it did, it was so edgy. It was so cool. I remember during that time, I was like, oh, holy fuck, is this real? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Especially mm-hmm. when they fucking invaded the back and threw Rey Mysterio like a dartboard yeah. against that trailer. It was so cool to see because you didn't know what was going on. And because it was so real, and then it forced WWE to change their game to to make it more attitude, make it more edgy. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I I I loved everything about it, and it all started here at Best of the Beach, huh? It all started here. Them everyone throwing garbage into the ring, garbage into the ring. I've never a, a fan jumped in. Nash and Hall beat the shit out of him. Hogan dropped an epic promo. What a great heel turn! One of the best in the history. Right? It was so unexpected. The yeah. only thing that could top that right now is if John Cena did the same thing. Really? Because John Cena has been healed before. A long, long time ago. Hulk Hogan was never healed. This is the Hulk Hogan was never healed, but John Cena John Cena's been so, over as a heel. So so much of a baby face for so long. Like he played that, that typical Hulk Hogan eighties character for so long, it's gotten stale. Uh the fans see through it, they want something more real. I mean, hell, look what happened at WrestleMania thirty five. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Cena came out as the Doctor of Thugonomics. That was great. And a New York crowd, no less, a WrestleMania crowd in New York. You were there. Florida I was too. there. We all want ape shit. I've never chanted for Cena before in my life. I was chanting that night. It was a great moment to see because it was a somewhat of an edgier John Cena, which time, we all yeah. like. We all like to see that side. If you were to go full-blown heel, if you were to like, who, who's the biggest baby face in WWE right now? Right now? Would you say? Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, yeah. If during her title match, right, if she were to have a title match right now with 
Ronda Rousey as a rematch. If during that match John Cena came in and gave a, uh, gave a, an attitude adjustment to Becky Lynch to cost her that belt, holy <laughs> shit! First of all, that'd be disqualification. It'd be disqualification. <laughs> well, if it was like you know where the ref is down yeah, or whatever, you know right, what I'm yeah. talking about. Talk with you. But, and, and then he cut a massive uh, heel promo right after that. Holy shit, dude. You, you don't think that there would be major money into that? Now you're Hollywood. You're about not only your character, your, but you're about marketing, mm-hmm. your brand. Right. You're, you're, you're always talking about me about your brand. Yes, I'm always talking about my brand. Give me a quick, really quick glimpse into what the brand of Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, went into. Like the whole black beard with the still bleach mustache. Right. What do you think went into that conversation, creating Hollywood Hulk Hogan as a brand instead of Hulk Hogan? That I would love to hear that conversation. How like creating his look, his character, his theme song, his gimmick. You, you had to change everything with him. That Hulk Hogan is dead because he still had the the handlebar mustache. The he did. Fu he Manchu. did. But you, you, that you black see, beard was with a with a iconic with a brand change. You don't want to do anything. Too crazy. So say say Hulk Hogan took off that handlebar mustache. It would be too drastic of a change because okay. that was that um that was really I, 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 iconic for him. Like everyone knew him for that. Uh, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, that would be too drastic, and it wouldn't catch on. But it, you do you need to make him edgier. You need to be like okay, that that other Hulk Hogan, he's dead. He's transformed now, but he's still Hulk Hogan. You know, so what's what's well, it's another change for him. What what's like a real dick thing for him to be? Hollywood. Oh, he's been in a few shitty movies, but let's make him bigger than what he was. Is that where you got the Hollywood name from? No, no, I I am really Hollywood. Um, but then like you know, all right, okay, cool. How do we make him look? All right, we give, 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 give him give yeah. him the biker look. You know, give him the all black. Look, okay, get rid of that red and yellow. Get rid of that all American spirit. But you know, they they had to do things that were different, but yet. Keep it as Hulk Hogan for what we know. Touche. And it worked. It it worked. It worked fucking great. He probably sold more merch yeah. than he ever did in his life as a heel Hulk Hogan. I think talking about last week, I went to the Superstore at MetLife Stadium. Yes. They were selling a Hollywood Hulk Hogan shirt. Were they really? Yeah. They are selling a Hulkamania shirt and a Hollywood Hulk Hogan shirt. Very close to buying it. Very close, but I didn't want to spend the money. But I've never seen them sell a Hollywood Hulk Hogan shirt before. That's interesting. Very. I thought the same thing. It was like, very interesting. I'm like, okay. I, I loved the Hollywood gimmick, man. I, I thought, yeah, I was I was a little bit of a, a Hulk Hogan mark when I was a little little kid. Yeah, everyone was. Yeah, I mean, of course. My brother had the uh, Hulk Hulkamania workout thing. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it was like blue dumbbells. <laughs> yes, and headband. And yes, like stretch those uh <laughs> those stretch tapes. What do you call them? <laughs> stretch bands. Oh my god, I forgot about those until you brought it up. Yeah, my brother had them. That's Loved great. It. I borrowed it sometimes. I mean, like, but, you know, as you become an adult, it's like, oh, my God, that character sucked. Yeah. Hollywood was was cool. It was just so fucking Very cool. Very cool, yeah. Loved it. And, and how he how he had the, the championship belt. He spray-painted yeah. the NWO. He played, like, a guitar yeah. as well. It was fucking, it was cool. You've never seen anything like it. Vince and the E always talk about how they evolve with their audience. You have to. You always have to evolve. So they had the, the, uh, the 80s and the 90s. Led to the new generation in the early nineties, mm-hmm. which led to the Attitude Era, which was them evolving with their fan base. Right. So Hollywood Hulk Hogan did. He he had his fans. He did. And we're not, now we're teenagers. 
But you know, Hulkamania is stupid. He didn't want to go heel for the longest time. He fought for, for a while. Yeah, he, he fought against it, and, and finally, they, props to him because he knew when to strike. It wasn't just him; but it was other people like the powers to be that convinced oh, him true. this is the way to go. And he finally did it. And he ran with it. I mean, honestly, he it needed to happen for him. It helped prolong his career. Imagine if it didn't. Where would he be now? Right? I, I Lord knows, man. Because they were they were. Where would, where would Hall and Nash be right now? I think I think Hall and Nash would have been fine. Do you remember the whole roster was NW at one point? Yeah, that it got too much at that point. It was ridiculous. But, but for that year, whatever long was, it, it was hot. Like I mentioned numerous times about the show, including this episode, I wasn't a WCW guy at all. But one of the hottest video games was NWO versus WCW on N64. One of the best video games. Absolutely. Oh, one of my favorite. Hands down. I can't wait. I still have it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That was the one with like, the rants and everything. And, yeah. And then you can go anywhere in the back. I think so. Yeah. 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 That was like so cool. But I didn't know half the guys on the roster. <laughs> Could they a lot of, like Japan guys. They had, a, they had a very big roster, too, on that game for that was, time. But it rivaled No Mercy, which is the best N64 game of all time next to GoldenEye. I have a confession. Okay. I've never played No Mercy. Um, How are we friends? I, you never played No Mercy. I really have never played No Mercy. I've wanted to. WrestleMania 2000. No, I've heard that's a good one, too. Oh, um, what the fuck? I, I know. What were you doing? Taking acting classes? <laughs> Don't knock what I do, man. I mean, yes, probably. But no, okay. I've, I've. All right, here we go. I still have it. I'll go to my parents' house. I'll find it. Next time you come over, we'll play it. I am actually really 100% game. Let's, I'm 100% let's do this. We'll can, do can, can we document this? Can, can we film this? Well, I'm, rec- I'm recording it now. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. No, I mean, when we we'll play. I lose it. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely do this. Let's, let's rock. Have, I mean, I think No More Sees a step ahead because it had a better career mode. That's what I've heard. Because it wasn't a career mode where you beat this guy, beat this guy, beat this guy. It had arcs to it. So if you lost, you go on a different career path. Ooh. So And if you won, you go on a different career path. So it wasn't like a uniform win or lose. It's if you lost or won, it depends on how you end up, what title you win. That's interesting. So it was pretty interesting. So definitely I'll look, I'll look forward to the come over for playing. Yes. Because I've always wanted to. But quickly moving on, uh, the big news story of the week was uh, Game of Thrones came back after two years. You a Game of Thrones guy? No. So you're the guy. You're the mean, one. I'm the guy. You're the one who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm the one in this room that doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Does it annoy you on your social media as people talking about Game of Thrones? No. No, because I you know, I, I understand, you know, they're very passionate fans. Obviously it's a very good show. I, I mean, it's not as good as Unforgettable. Okay, here we go. One of the greatest shows of all time. <laughs> Listen, like with Game of Thrones, it's not like I'm a hater or anything, it's not have anything against it. I, I'm I'm just waiting for the show to end for oh, me to watch so it. Sort of binge it. I want to binge it. Yeah, exactly. So do what I did with Sons of Anarchy. Which was? I needed a new show to watch. Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad. Chose Sons of Anarchy. It was all on Netflix. Wait, you haven't watched Breaking Bad? Never have. Really? Still? I've not seen it at all. Do you? you uh, what? You need to get on that. You haven't played No Mercy, so shut up. <laughs> I have no comeback. Yeah, exactly. So I watched Sons of Anarchy on Netflix. Heard it's a good show. I think it's seasons one through four. I'm not a big binge guy, so it took me a while, but I got through it. I finished it as season five ended. So I had to wait for season five to come on Netflix. Okay. It came on as the final season was airing. Oh. So the genius that I am decided to record it on my DVR. Smart thinking. I see what you're doing. Thank you. So I watched it on Netflix season five. When I was done with that, I watched my DVR season six. Okay. What did you know? I finished. I, I caught up 
I was completely done, caught up, just in time for the series finale. You timed it just right. Not intentionally, but yeah, I lined That's up beautiful. perfectly. Yeah. So the first time I watched Sons of Anarchy with commercials was a series finale. All right. I mean, you, you still have time if you want to burn through six seasons, of, seven seasons of Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm still, yeah, keep in mind. I, you, I, you I, just, I, do, bright. I do this with like every show pretty much. I, I don't. I don't like to wait two years for another fucking season to come out. That's, that's I, extraordinary. I know, it's extraordinary. I don't like to wait a year even. I don't like to watch the commercials. And I know HBO doesn't have commercials, but again, I'm talking about other shows. Like, dude, you're talking to a guy right now who's just starting now to watch West Wing. Really? Yeah. One of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah? Aaron Sorkin's great. I love his I love oh. his writing. Love West Wing. Great show. Good pick, by the way. It's a very good show. I, I'm getting it. I watched it. I started watching it like a week or two ago. Do you, have you ever watched it like, like as a kid? No. No, I've heard great things, of course, about it. Just a couple months ago, I was uh, had some time to kill. Didn't watch stuff on my DVR. I didn't want to get involved in a new TV show, so I needed some time to kill. So I watched West Wing, and what a great show that dude, was. great show, man. The, again, the writing, the acting. And, uh, dude, there's a lot of great actors in there, even like guest stars. I'm like, oh, dude, I know that person. Yeah. I know that one. I watch shows. I'm like, where do I know that guy from? So I'll IMDB him. Oh, from the West Wing. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Great show. No, I dig it, man. Enjoy the ride, man. Oh, thank you. I am. So far. How far are you into it right now? I was still first season. I, well, is, your wife, what, is your fiance watching with you? So I, I, I like to watch a TV episode, uh, one episode a night before I go to bed. She's usually sleeping before I am. But so I'll, I'll catch her. It's like, like having an eye open like, and I'll hear like laugh at something or just like, oh, do one of those. It's a great show. She's, she, I can tell she's getting into it. My mother is a big Westwing fan as well, but she loved his uh, Sports Night. Sports Night is a good show. It's a show that's like two or three seasons. One of the best shows ever, I think, in my opinion. Newsroom. I heard yeah. good things about that. Aaron Sorkin, dude, only three seasons, HBO. He actually ended it the way he wanted to end it. He didn't get canceled or anything like that. Um, dude, one of the most... I heard it was good, Jay. Oh, my God. The first five minutes of the very first episode is the most intriguing five really? minutes I've ever seen in any TV show ever. So you watch West Wing, I'll watch Newsroom. Yes. Watch Newsroom, you'll love it. Talk about the next episode. Fucking A. Bro, we're awesome. This is a wrestling show, isn't it? Like, we, oh, should, shit, yeah. We, <laughs> we should be talking about wrestling. Lost track of where we're going, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it on track. Here we go. Although Green Man went to hibernation, he left us with a interview this week. Ah, uh, okay. What's up, Green Man? But someone you know very well, your second half of Sass and Class. Ah, the queen herself. Nia Kennedy, the queen. I love her. I love her so much. What a great career she's had. Had, has, currently, yes. Badass in the ring. Mm -hmm. Badass outside the ring as well. Oh, yeah. And you told me off air, you you learned a lot from her. Oh, my God, dude. As a manager. Not even in ring performer. As a manager, you've learned a lot from her. You have no idea. Nia has been in this business for so long. Uh, She's got an excellent mind. She's got... Amazing stories as well, um, but I can. Sit- I can't imagine you guys in the car traveling. Hear the stories. Oh my god, I could sit and listen to Nia talk all day long. And- I can watch her talk. All day <laughs> she's a beautiful woman beautiful. inside and out. Beautiful. I mean, she's the queen for a reason. Honestly, man, like I, I owe her so much, man, because she's really taking the time out and taught me a lot, and she still teaches me a lot. She'll teach us all a lot in this weekend's interview. So, Green Man, take it away. 
Family, welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, The Interviews. This is Abel the Green Man, and if you have not done so already, you can follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on the Shot of Wrestling hotline. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different. Today we are joined by the sexy, the talented, the queen herself, Nia Kennedy. Hey there, Green Man. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, Naya, I've been excited all day. I've had a shitty day at work, but knowing that I'm ending my evening here with you made it so much better. Oh, that's great to hear. Now, we've um, we've been running in the same circle thanks to our dear friend, Eric Jaden. And after every show, you and I always have a great conversation about the wrestling business, about your stories from back in the day, your stories now, the memories that you've had and are continuing to develop. So it is very fitting that we spotlight some of that here on A Shot of Wrestling. But before we get to all of it, why don't you tell us how you got mixed into this crazy world of professional wrestling? Well, it, I, um, as a little girl, when I lived in Colorado, I um, used to watch AWA. And there was one man in particular who stood out that I absolutely adored as a little girl. And that was Nick Bockwinkle. I had a major crush on Nick Bonquickle when I was a little kid. And then when I got into high school and I was in Oklahoma, I would go to wrestling every chance I got. And I always said that when I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a wrestler. And I got lucky. And after I graduated from high school and was starting college, I lucked out and answered ads for training for women's wrestling. And from there on, since 1987, I've been rocking and rolling this crazy business that I call wow. home. Very true. But it must have been a different time then. So because now nowadays people could look up schools, go to their social media, maybe, you know, interact with a wrestler through there and say, you know, I want to I want to start a career in professional wrestling. But back in the day, you, you just saw a flyer or, or something. Uh, the guy who owned the wrestling company actually had put an ad in the paper for women wrestlers. Mm. And um it used to be, it was called, they changed the name to International Wrestling Alliance. I can't, for law purposes, name the other name of it before because of a situation between the two co-owners back in the day. But the same school that I went to is the exact same school that um, Two Cold Scorpio went to. Oh, wow. So we actually hit the road together when we started traveling out of Colorado. Now, nowadays, you know, it feels like independent wrestling is starting to create like their own kind of classes. But you were back in the territory days. Who were the people that you were mixed up with? Um, lucky for me, um, the gentleman that I worked for, not only did he have the military contract, but um, he also was a business genius. I mean, he, all his shows were sold. So there was no worrying about like, you know, ticket sales or anything like that. You guaranteed what your pay was. Oh, wow. Um, he took care of transportation and accommodations. The only thing you had to do was, was feed yourself, you know, and you got to keep 100% of your merch sales, which back in then was only um, 8 by 10s And then <laughs> they started the, the Polaroid pictures for 5 bucks a piece, and then you'd sign it, autograph it. Right. But um, once we started traveling on the road, 
we actually only would do a show at home in Colorado maybe once a year. Even now, you know, we were as far west as uh, Chicago, Wisconsin, all the way down south to um, Texas, all the way up Montana, all the way to um, California. Also, I've worked in Alaska. I've worked in Honduras, Puerto Rico. Alaska. Yes. What kind Cuba. of wrestling's going on in Alaska? <laughs> we actually they had this huge of a two day event for the Alaska State Fair, and uh, the gentleman who um, I went to work for, his name is Al Burke, who also happens to be one of my best friends for almost well thirty years, and also one of my uh, tag team partners when we used to do uh, tag team mm-hmm. back in the day when I worked. The back in the day when I did shows, we do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come home, and sometimes I would wrestle two, three times a night. I would have my singles match, a mixed tag, and then a battle royal at the end of the night. Wow. You've started your wrestling business in in the 80s and, you know, it's 2019 now. How much have you seen the business change and has it changed for the better or has it changed for the worse? Um, I would say both. How so? I'd say it has changed for some good to where there's more women in the business now. You know, because back in the day when I was working, you know, we were like seen just like the midget wrestlers were seen like as a, you know, an attraction. And now you've got the intergender matches. You have a lot more people doing more gimmicky stuff, Mm -hmm. which is good and bad. You know, like me to the day I die, kayfabe will always be alive to me. Okay. Where do you where so, do you think we as a wrestling community lost track of that? When did we lose kayfabe? Um, honestly, I can say that it's back when a uh, owner of a particular large wrestling organization decided to just call it sports entertainment. Okay. You know, I mean, like, yes, we it is sports entertainment, but when we get in there, we put our body on the line every single night when we go in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're feeling those those body slams. You know, you're feeling those those slips, you know, those drop kicks and all that, you know, being thrown outside. Your body feels that, you know. So to have somebody just, like, kind of a lesson that aspect in it is not how it should be. And so now there's too many fans that, you know, um, want to be on both sides, you know. And I also think that there's way, with social media, way too much information out there. You know, what happened to being surprised, you know? It's funny because it's those same fans that would complain, you know, there's no element of surprise anymore, you yeah. know. But yet I'm the one that's digging in and trying to find out as much as I can before anybody else finds out, you know, the backstory that got before I actually got to the ring. You know, it's the same yeah, thing with, exactly. with anything. You know, I feel like the internet now has also opened it up for like so much people to get spoiled. You have, you know, the Avengers endgame, you know, everybody's gonna see that. But you really have to stay away from the internet if you do not want to be if you still want to be surprised when you actually go see this movie. Yeah, that's true because people will go and see it and then they'll come right back and be like, Oh, Oh, oh just this is that, you know? And I'm just like, I just avoid it. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I'm trying to remember, I think it was, uh, one of the, the star Wars movie came out, I believe. And I remember putting a post up on Facebook saying, if you spoil it for the people who haven't gotten to see it yet, you're an ass. Yeah. Very simple as that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's damn true. Um, We started the show by saying that wrestling brings us together. Who are you most grateful that wrestling has brought into your life? A mixed blend 
a grab bag of some of the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life, you know, because like you have to be of a certain mentality to be in this business and work it and enjoy it, you know, because it's, it's a lot of hard work, you know, it's a ungrateful job as far as like the, the road wear and the hardness on your body and having to always go into the gym and train, you know, and to stay up on everything. That's the one thing that you always have to um, take care of. But I also love the fact of seeing the, all the new people now, you know, getting out there and um, working their butts off. You know, you see them promoting and because we didn't have to do any of that back in the day. Like promoting for me was like getting to the town I had to work in and either going in and doing an AM TV show mm-hmm. or radio show or being um, brought in the night before and going out and promoting, you know, going to all the, the clubs and stuff like that and doing meet and greets to get people to come to the show. But now you that that sounds like it. it's part of the art of wrestling and putting a show together that is not doesn't happen as much nowadays everybody puts their all their chips on social media like if you have a show to promote you're like oh well if i just put it on social media you know they will come um do you feel like that's a lost art like that's something that wrestling today could benefit from like for the talent to be doing meet and greets before the shows like weeks before i definitely do like even like you know like even a day before or even like i think it's also everybody in the locker room they should have enough tables and be wanting to do um the intermission and going out and meeting the fans you know we did it at every single show Mm-hmm. Every single show, we had uh, intermission for half an hour. We'd go out and sell our stuff and meet and greet with the fans and then, you know, go back. And sometimes I'd be, like, grateful. I'm like, thank God that this intermission is for my match because I probably won't sell much merchandise after they see how much of a big heel I am. Because <laughs> I'm all about that heel life, baby. You are all about the heel life. Did it Did it come <laughs> naturally at first? You know what? It, it, it came easy for me because, like, it's like if I'm in a bad mood, you know, I can just use that as fuel, you know, like even sometimes like I can have some of the most evil things going in my mind about stuff I want to do to people out there and have the biggest smile on my face because it brings me pleasure. It's like once I get into that, into that building, everything just switches over, you know, it's just like, it's all business. But they say the hills are like the nicest people. But back, back when people believed in kayfabe, did it make it difficult for you to be a heel going out to the crowds and being hated and having people think that that was actually you instead of just being just having it be a character that you're portraying? No, not really, because my philosophy is this, if they believe it then and really hate me, then it means that I'm doing my job. So did you ever get a, any hate from the fans after shows or were you ever afraid of what would happen if you didn't walk out with someone at the end of a show? No, never, because the lucky thing is like some people don't realize that, you know, yeah, I'm a manager now, but I was an in-ring worker for years. So I definitely can protect myself. I've also done female boxing. When I was in high school, I was assistant coach for Roman Greco wrestling. So I definitely can take care of myself. I mean, but I've I've been threatened a a few times during uh, my career. I had a woman in Arizona threaten to shoot me. What? Yep. She came up to me at the end of the show and said, you know, thank you so much. She's like, I've never seen somebody make me so angry to Hello. where I wanted to do bodily harm to them. I said, bodily harm? I said, woman, you threatened to shoot me. <laughs> 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 and then we got a good laugh. And, you know, she's like, thank you. She's like, you, you're great. Your job, you know, to bring that much hatred out of somebody. I'm like, hey, you know, that's what I get paid for, you know. Who are the people when you got started that got the most heat? 
definitely Paul Orndorff. Wow, okay. Because he was definitely a huge heel back in the day. And like I say, you know, the promoter I work for, this is when Vince back in the day would allow his guys to contract out to independence. So I always was on show with, if not, you know, three to four uh, WWE or WWF back then guys on the show, like Rick Rude, you know, the Road Warriors, Honky Tonk Man, Greg Valentine, the Killer Bees, you know, all these guys, Rick Martell, all these guys on the show. So, and so I was fortunate enough to even after being finished with wrestling school, to have a continued education with all these guys who had been there, done that, you know, on yeah. the way. But, you know, Paul Orndorff was a good one. Uh, Gary Hart. I love Gary Hart. I studied him when I decided to come back and be a manager. You know, Sherry Hart, I mean, Sherry Martell, I used to talk to her on a regular basis, you know. So she's another one that I looked up to as well. Oh, my gosh. You must have been channel- channeling her at the BCW anniversary because when you came out with the Deadly Sane squad, I swear I was like, I saw Sherry Martel. Like, I saw her. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, like, Naya is fierce, man. Like, she's got the look down. Like, I don't want to mess with that woman. And it kind of made me relive those moments of, you know, sensational Sherry with HBK or or Sherry, uh, Sister Sherry with, with Harlem Heat. Like, it was so cool. Like, were you channeling her? In, in Yes, thank you so much. Like, I've been, like, I've been doing more research and stuff on her, trying to do more more stuff, you know, being more active. And, like, I definitely have been more active in the ring, you know, or on the outside of the ring during uh, Eric's matches, you know, getting a little bit more vicious, yeah. as we like, you know, because I'm, I'm a feisty girl. So, like I tell people now, I'll kick your head off. <laughs> Now, as one of the opponents found out at the BCW show last time. Uh-huh. Life on the road and just advice from her. Okay. You know, you know, advice from her, asking her, you know, this, this. And she'd always say, you know, you don't want to be in this business. You know, I'm like, too late. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm already hooked. You know, this is a very addicting job to be in. It's really hard to, to walk away. You know, and like people keep asking me, you know, are you going to come back and, you know, wrestle in the ring? Mm-hmm. You know, and I say, you know, I may do a, a match maybe here and there if it's necessary. But as far as full time action, absolutely not. Back when you were wrestling actively in the ring, what were some of the names uh, that we may be familiar with that you would say were some of your best matches with? Uh, definitely Shirley Black. Um, my friend Sabrina Fury. We were rivals for a couple of years. Sandy Starr, we were adversaries for years. And that's actually when I was uh, a face. Yes, I was a face for a while. Really? <laughs> yes, I was. I can't see it. I love you, but I can't see it. You come alive as a heel. That's a lie. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't too long. I wasn't, I wasn't a, a heel too long, but yeah, I was definitely a heel for a while. Um, Cheryl Russo, who played lightning in the glow girls i wrestled her in california a few times uh lady victoria oh, i can't denise storm uh molly good golly miss molly Aww. molly mcshane she was the girl that i wrestled in uh, cuba for a caribbean tour cuba honduras and puerto rico how's the uh areas like because you mentioned um so you mentioned cuba uh california texas new york as far as like the wrestling community, the wrestling fans, where can you, where have you found the best area to wrestle in? Uh, I would definitely say South. 
Okay. How come? California, we had some good fans, too. Because South, you know, it's just like, I mean, back then, you know, it's just like it was all, like, old school, you know? I mean, you know, it wasn't all these uh, bots and flips, you know, not as much, you know? It was like, back in the day, you maybe had one, like, match where it was, like, two smaller guys that were doing, like, the flips and this, that, and the other, you know? And then you had, like, everybody else doing their regular matches, you know, not doing all the flips and the super kicks and, the, you know, the the high yeah. spots as now. So, you know, like, even still to this day, you know, the South fans are still more old school, you know. But the, the, my best fans are the ones the ones that just enjoy it, you know, and not sit there and try and be, uh, be on the other side of the guardrail. You know, the ones that, for that two, three hours are in the building, they're just there to experience this awesome work being done in the ring if it wasn't for wrestling what what do you think you would be doing in your spare time well i originally went to school to be a police officer really and then yeah I like to recently be, uh, recently no no this was uh, a long time ago oh, i okay. actually uh, switched my majors but i wanted to be on the SWAT team i wanted to be a sharpshooter oh wow but, is that I, sick of me <laughs> I, no, I could totally see that I could totally see but, that. You would sneak in right at, like, no one would see you. Right. You had, like, that I mean, little yeah. sneakiness about you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. So what happened with that? My eyesight. Oh, man. My eyesight is bad, but, um, and then I also wanted to, um, while I was out of the business, I was actually um, a chef. Well, I'm actually a retired chef. I retired in 2015. Get out of town. What was uh, your specialty? Like, if there was one dish that everybody would rave about what was it hmm that's a good question i actually had um we had a critic that went around the the town that i lived in when i was living in iowa and i didn't know it but i ended up having one of the top three best burgers no way. in the town yes it was called my uh bourbon uh my blue mm. bourbon burger naya i'm falling in love with you the more we speak <laughs> i am a horrible I, I gotta be honest with you i'm, I'm horrible at cooking like my type of cooking is like directions on a box of a mac and cheese, uh, you know. Like I, I do mashed potatoes out of that powder box. Like that's, like that's how bad I am, you know. Like I grew up in a family of chefs and cooks. Oh yeah, did you? Yeah. Was it a big family? Um, not really big. I mean, like I have my uncles, my aunts, my grandparents, my mom and dad, brothers, or my brother, my cousins. So we were very tight tight-knit family, you know, like my grandpa was a chef, my grandma was a cook, my mom and stepdad had a restaurant, so I always grew up around everybody cooking, you know, and it was like, it was always from scratch, you didn't like open up a a jar or open up, you know, a can opener or pull anything out (laughs) frozen, everything was fresh and made from scratch. Trader Joe's has some great frozen meals, I have to say. They do, they do, you know, and after 15 years of cooking constantly, working 80 plus hours a week. I, I go that route, yeah. definitely. Trader Joe's is the no, way to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we speak. We spoke a little earlier about like the women's revolution and you being part of the early part of it. There was a conversation that we had after a show once where you were explaining to me how upset you were that Becky Lynch was calling her the ma- herself the man. Why were you so sensitive to to that moniker that she has now? Um, I've, I've kind of like understand it now. But when she first came out doing it, I was thinking, you know, it's like my me is just like us women have worked so hard to make our place in this business. And for you to want to be the man, you know, why can't you be the woman? Right. You know, I am the woman. 
I am the alpha. I am the woman. I am the best in this business. So, but like, you know, it's her thing. She wants to be the man and it's doing her good service, you know, then more power to her. But I'm all about like us busting our butt to get where we are now to be proud to be a woman wrestler, especially today, because they have so much to be proud of. I'm all about the women empowerment. I'm all about the women's revolution. Did you ever think that women would be spotlighted like they were at WrestleMania in that main event? You know, no. But then, you know, I, I would have figured, no at the time, but, you know, when you think about it um, now, I'd say no before, but now it's just like, I mean, just think. You know, it had to come eventually when you finally gave them their own pay-per-view, and they killed it. Right. And they did very little advertising for that pay-per-view. And Which is a shame. Out there. Yeah. We criticized that repeatedly weeks into that Evolution pay-per-view on how little time promoting that event that the company did. Exactly. It was and a shame. went out there and killed it. And I was so proud of them, you know. Um, you know, like I tell people, you know, like you got so many people, like, yeah, there are a lot of women in the industry now, a lot. And you may think like, oh, somebody took my spot. There's no such thing as somebody taking your spot. Your time will come, you know. Everybody hmm. has a talent and maybe they're just looking for a certain thing. You know, don't beat yourself. Don't have any hatred towards that other person, you know. Or, and don't think, that, oh, that person is better than me. It's just that that, that person, particular person, had something that they were looking for that at the time you didn't have. I speak with you, and that, that's funny that you bring that type of mentality into the mix because Eric is the same way. Eric Jaden, you know, he sees wrestling as, as much as an individual sport, it's also a group sport. You know, yes, everybody, exactly. when you're putting a show together, everybody strategically has a place in the card. Everybody contributes something special to make the event special. Um, and I feel like a lot of the new people, a lot of the new in the training nowadays, it's, how could I step on someone to get ahead rather than elevate someone so we could elevate each other? Do you see that, that in true. the business? You know, I see it sometimes, you know, or ones that like don't understand the respect for the vets. Like I have respect for my people before me because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't got where I've gotten. And just like if it wasn't for me, the ones underneath me wouldn't gotten where they've gotten. It's all a process. You know, we've all got to thank somebody who started it before we did, you know, and you got to listen to them and respect them. But at the end of the day, in this business, those people, those persons did something in this business, and you can always learn from them. Like the saying goes, you know, ears open, mouth shut. Everybody gives that advice. Uh, I've heard it repeatedly coming up on the show. Until you're actually in that moment to understand it, I don't, I, I don't think people understand it. Being allowed and given the opportunity to be around you guys, because we're not workers like you guys, but, you know, we want to learn and we want to be observant and we want to be grateful of that opportunity. But it, it, I'm in that moment where I'm next to someone that I maybe idolize or I'm like, I can't believe I'm standing next to this person or sharing a conversation with this person. I always remember that, you know, you know, just head down, ears open and mouth shut. Right. Exactly. And that's the same way with me, too. Still to this day, you know, it's like um, like over WrestleMania weekend, you know, a lot of the uh, guys that I worked with, you know, were here for WrestleCon and for, you know, WrestleMania weekend. And so just getting to visit with them and talk and, you know, see how they're still doing and still having that level of respect because, you know, they're still to this day still doing it. 
You know, they may not be doing it on, on a bigger scale, you know, but they're still out there and people still know who they are, you know. And if they've made it in this business this long and still doing a good job, then obviously they're doing something right. Right. Now, I know you're not the type to name drop, but I got to know, who are these guys? That I worked with and visited with over the, yeah, uh, over, over the WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> who are these guys? Uh, uh, Rikishi. Uh, we used to work together, him and, and Sam, when they were the head shrinkers. Oh, wow. We okay. all toured together. Um, Coco Beware, he was one of the first big stars that I managed. You uh, managed Coco? Yeah, I managed him on a show in Arizona when he was a main event against Honky Tonk Man. Get out and, of town. Uh, the guy who was the manager for Honky Tonk Man, I ended up punching him so hard, he um, <laughs> I loosened one of the fillings in his mouth. <laughs> um, Tito Santana, I saw him. Jim Duggan saw him it was good to see him after he just recently had his surgery and his right. wife deborah like i've known her and him since i was 15 back in mid-south days when they were coming to mid-south you know rick flair i've known rick flair since i was 15 when he was the nwa champion and he would come to mid-south to defend his title like i was one of the girls that would um runners that would go and get them food was but it was it really that. always a party when rick flair was in town Oh, it was always a party when Rick Flair was in town. <laughs> in fact, I hadn't seen him in a long time, and this was during WCW, and they were doing a show in Sioux Falls, and we were all in the bar hanging out, and I was like, I went to go say hi to him. I was like, man, I haven't talked to you since, you know, 1985, 80, 85, and he was like, uh, was I respectful to you? I'm like, yeah. I was like, you used to send me to go and get your, your hot dogs and your Diet Coke, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I was respectful to you. I'm like, yes, you were. <laughs> oh, Rick. So you started earlier your career um, in the ring, and then in between 2008 and 2015, there was a break. What happened between those years in your life? I had quit touring as much because I had I got married in '96. 90, yeah, no, 95, and had a kid in 96, so I ended up being a stay-at-home mom, but I still would, like, tour from time to time, you know, take a show here and there, and then once I got a little older, I started having, like, a, a few uh, health issues, so I had to stop. I had injured my back at um, a pay-per-view I did in um, California for UWF, and then I did one more uh, wrestling match in 2008 because my younger son had never seen me work before mm-hmm. live. So, but after that, you know, I took a break and I was working full time. But in 2015, I moved to New York from Iowa. And I was, I just like, when you're living in a big city, there's more shows. So there was more shows than I was, had been exposed to, to actually go to in Iowa. So I went and went to a a ECPW show with, you know, Crusoe and talked to him a little bit and told him that I was interested in being a manager. And he says, you know, just let me know when you're ready. And the rest of that summer, I just sat there and did research on Gary Hart, uh, Skandar Akbar, Sherry Martell, um, you know, Nick uh, Bockwinkle, and just studied all, like, the heel workers and managers, you know, to kind of get a feel for what I wanted to be as a manager. Okay. And then... So, uh, but it was definitely a nice break, you know, like issues. And I had um, I had to have heart surgery because I had oh, wow. actually had a mild heart attack in 2010, 2011. Oh, my. But that was during your time away from the business? Yes. Okay. How's everything now health-wise? Oh, I'm great. You know, it's just like um, 
I try to get into the gym as much as I can. Um, I try to be more careful what I eat. I think like everything that I had done to me, the surgeries and everything definitely uh, helps me out to pay more attention to my health. Now, with a better health, a better outlook here in 2019, do you see yourself returning to the ring and being more than just a manager? I may uh, do a, maybe a couple of matches here and there if need be. Maybe like if me and if I decided to do a mixed tag with Eric, you know, because I do, uh, I stick my nose in business a lot. <laughs> I'll do anything to make sure that Eric and the squad wins if I have to. You know, like if the referee didn't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> and even if the referee did see it, I'll make him question his own eyes. <laughs> Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Because I didn't do anything. <laughs> now, we've um, thrown around the name Eric Jaden before. You know, love the guy to death. Uh, how did you and Eric Jaden get mixed together? Well, um, I met him at a ECPW show in the Rockaways. And um, I started managing the disassemblers with... Um, Funded Bobby now, and back in the day, um, Josh Sisto. Okay. And they were friends, and so when we would ride to the shows together, then I was just starting meeting Eric, and then at one ECPW show, he asked me if I wanted to go out and manage him, and I said, yeah, and we clicked so well together. Like, we've been working together for over two years now. And you guys are great together, and it's nice to see the evolution. I think that's one thing I always give props to Eric as much as I can, but the evolution of his character is something that he prides himself on. And it's something that's very old school of him and you as well. You know, you have evolved ever since I met you to where you are now. You have found ways to evolve your character. And sometimes it's the smallest detail that you put into it. Um, like at anniversary for BCW, the mask that you guys all adorn, you know, what's an evolution of your squad. Very yeah. interested to see where a year from now you guys will be. The squad, they're all doing amazing things. They're an amazing uh, group of talented men that I'm just so blessed to share a locker room with and call them my, my brothers. You know, we have a great team. And then me and Mark, you know, the class and SAS crew as we are when we go out there you know it's just it's a great time you know we we go out there and we that's the first time i've heard that other. before are, are you trademarking that the class and sass crew uh me and eric i mean me and uh mark we've been ever since we've been um working together as a team we call ourselves class and sass interesting i like that <laughs> it, it, it's like you guys are best friends yes exactly you know and then i mean he stepped up i mean he took a nice uh punch for me at the anniversary show when that jerk Frankie Flo put his hands on me. Horrible man. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible man. He's going to get his just due on the 27th. Yes. So there's, um, so the war pretty much has ended at BCW, but there's still a little bit left over. That's going to go to legendary action wrestling right around the corner, April 27th. Eric Jane is putting the title on the line against Frankie. Does Frankie yes. deserve another title shot? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. You know, you just because you 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 um say all of a sudden, Oh, I want a title shot, so you should get one, but I can just tell him this. Um, you can get all the title shots you want, but walking out with that title is another thing. That's true. That is very true. Um, so looking into the future, 
Legendary Action Wrestling, April 27th. And you're preparing for a very special weekend for yourself. The CAC has a special place in your heart. And for those who are not familiar with it, why don't you fill us in a little bit about what is the Cauliflower Alley Club Conference? Yes, Cauliflower Alley Club is uh, one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the country. And it is all wrestlers, referees, uh, ring announcers, all that who come together every year for a reunion. And there's all kinds of things. There's uh, two banquets where we have like two award ceremonies. And like this year, Mark Henry's getting an award. Um, like, I mean, we have every year we have like big names coming in to get awards. Uh, Trish Stratus has gotten an award. Um, Edge has gotten awards. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has gotten an award. Uh, last year was. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels got the yeah. award. Yeah, we broke. We it was breaking news here on a shot of wrestling. If everybody remembers correctly, we broke the news of that. We had a conversation um, with one of the members of the Killer Bees, dear friend to us. Um, he was yes, our president, <laughs> our president, B. Brian Blair, who also I've, I've shared the roads with up and down for many, many years. Yeah, he totally. Yeah, he's our president. He totally gave us the exclusive to that, uh, which we appreciate. Um, but this year, Mark Henry. You know, he's uh, done a lot. I feel like as much as an influence he's had while his in-ring career is doing, he's also, you know, still in that wrestling community with Busted Open Radio. Um, so this is a great honor. That's awesome. Who are you yes, looking forward definitely. to seeing or re- or uh, sharing moments with this year? You know, I'm, I'm just blessed uh, every year to go back and see um, the people that I've met when I first started going in 2010 and literally I have not missed a year since then. And then I was so angry at myself that, um, I hadn't been sooner because it's also a great cause too. They like help out, um, wrestlers who are in a need of help, either be like if they have bills they need to pay or if they have to have a surgery or anything like that, you know, the CAC will help them. They also help with scholarships. So it's definitely a good cause. You know, it's like I've been a member now. I, I love it. Like they have uh, seminars, learning seminars for you to learn when you go there. Um, they have a bowling tournament that they do. They have a cribbage tournament that they do. Um, we have this contest called the Strut Off. The Jackie Fargo, Jack Sweeney's thread off <laughs> that they do every year. And it's team to two that That's go awesome. down. And then, like, is this three rounds. And I'm hoping that um, I can get to be a good um, partner this year and take the plaques. And I think that would make a great birthday gift for me. <laughs> You're also celebrating your birthday during that. Yeah. You- it's going to be a yes, big celebration. <laughs> it is a big, it's a milestone. I can't say what the milestone is. But it is. people wouldn't believe me anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, when, uh, the CAC, is, it runs from, we have, there's two wrestling matches they do as well, but it ends uh, Wednesday night. And then uh, my birthday is on Friday. So, it'll be a whole weekend uh, celebration. I'm actually looking forward to. Well, on behalf of everybody here at A Shot of Wrestling, happy early birthday. Um, Thank you so much. I think you're going to have a blast and you're going to be amongst your family, your peers, and it's going to be awesome. Really happy for you. Um, When we get back together in a year from now, uh, what do you want people to be saying about Nia Kennedy? That she was one vicious queen that did what she said and said what she mean. If anybody wanted to follow this journey that you guys are in, where could they follow you on your social media? Okay, 
Kay on Instagram is spicy all day. On uh, Facebook, it's Naya Kennedy. On Twitter, it's also Naya Kennedy. Naya, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us. And there's still last call, so so stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. Thank you. If you want more of the Queen, my well subjects, stay tuned to the end of the episode for Last Call with me, Naya Kennedy. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty. All right, folks, great interview by Nana Kennedy. Thank you for your time. Learn a lot about this woman. I mean, you probably know her more than I do, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I guess I mentioned before, I can listen to Nia talk all day. Oh. But, yeah, they talk about the woman's revolution. Then we're talking about Sherry Martell, what a, what a pioneer she was. Mm. Talking about Nia Kennedy running up the road with Sherry Martell. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how far and how much she has done for this business that doesn't get noticed. Until it's interview, so no, absolutely, and, and that's why I feel so lucky is to be with Naya this whole time as well. What she's learned from her experience, and I feel like it's passing down to me. It, it's it, it's honestly an honor. Not just a pretty face; she's a fucking badass. She's badass. She's beautiful woman inside and out, and she's fucking smart as hell. You think of all the names, the big famous woman names. She went toe to toe with them, right? So her name has to be up there in the conversation of greatest of all time. Oh, absolutely. Easily. Easily. We could be a little biased here, but professionally speaking. Assassin class, baby, all day. Tonight, thank you for your time. Get some news. A lot of shit happened this week, Mark. Mm, yes. A lot has happened. Including the superstar shakeup. Woo! Time to shake things up a bit. The following superstars moved to SmackDown Live. Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kari Zane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James. And Heavy Machine. Wait, Apollo Crews? Otis and Tucker, yeah. Where did he go? SmackDown. These guys went to SmackDown. I didn't see that. So yeah, you break up the Riot Squad, which sucks. Yeah, it's it shocking move, but apparently they have they have uh, big plans for Liv Morgan. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just saw something about that today. Mickey James comes over. That's a surprise move. You break up Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, thankfully. I'm hoping this means big things for Bobby Roode. Thankfully, yes. I, I want to see the heel single B- Bobby Roode. Kari Zane comes over from NXT. I thought that was awesome. I think it's actually a pretty cool move to have her with Asuka and have Paige as the mouthpiece. Funny, we were talking about that last week, about having Asuka, uh, if we can manage anyone yeah. and have a mouthpiece for Asuka and, and Kari Zane. Fast forward a little bit, I cheered that because they listened to me again. They, 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 they did. did they did. And Paige, I mean, I, I've been dying to see how they're going to use her moving forward. I think that's, I think that's fucking awesome. Kari Zane was in the tag team with Ayo Shirai, right? Yes. Why not bring her up as well? Why Pat? I, I was, was wondering that too. Because, because you, I had to cut you off, but Paige was telling how the newcomers, we had not, Asuka's been here for like a while now, so. Right. She's not new to SmackDown. She's a former SmackDown woman. Right. Champion. Maybe it sounds like it, at that point they were going back and forth with that, but they do still need a competitor to. They could have brought know, both of them up and make a little faction. They could have, but, you know, they need someone to, in NXT to, they, they want a legitimate contender to Shayna Baszler. Does Asuka need this? Like, what's Asuka, why, is it kind of a demotion for Asuka? No, I, I think the tag team division needs it. Okay. I, I think they, they could all use a little something. It's fresh. Um, I think the fans will be into it. It depends how they work it. It seems like they could work it right. I think the three of them working together, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. The following superstars made the jump to Raw. 
AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Eric Ivar. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Andalade, Selena Vega, Ole Mysterio, Jimmy and Jay Uso, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, Cedric Alexander, and unofficially Samoa Joe. So they're breaking up sanity with Eric Young coming over. It is what it is. I mean, honestly, we've only known Sanity really in NXT. We haven't really seen them together in the main roster. They started out hot and they just went away in SmackDown. Did they even really start off hot? I'm saying hot air quotes, but they started. They had a good run initially. They, they lost their first official match. They had a good debut. Mm. And everyone was hyped about it. Everyone wanted to see Sanity in the main roster. Right. And everyone would see Revival in the main roster. Everyone would see Arthur and Payne in the main roster. Hell, people even wanted to see, uh, what was that, tag team? The, the ripoff of Legion of Doom. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of those guys. Yeah. The, the Ascension. The Ascension. Thank you. We forgot their names, but they were hot in NXT for quite a bit. They came up to the main roster. Like, oh, shit. Here we go. Nope. We forgot their names. Is it me? Or are, you, are you surprised they kept Ricochet and Elsa Black in the same show? There's no, good I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I see what they're doing here with this. I, I'm not a big fan, actually, of AJ Styles going to Raw. I'll tell you that. I was, was talk about this later, but okay. I don't know about you, but I kind of expected the AJ Styles, the mystery part. I, I actually didn't. I was like, oh, please, don't be AJ, please don't be AJ Styles. Please don't be AJ Styles. It has to be AJ Styles because what other name on SmackDown will live up to that hype? Mm. AJ Styles comes out, has that match, kind of won me over. So I went from a heel to a chill because now I think AJ Styles is feud with everybody on SmackDown. Doesn't left for him to do on SmackDown. Now we have fresh rivalries, fresh matchups. So I kind of won me over. I'm excited to see where he goes on. I mean, I feel like right now you just won me over a little bit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, honestly, because who's left on SmackDown for him to feud? Yeah, you know, you you might be right. My biggest problem was this: I was going to cheer Miz finally, finally being on the same show again, reunited with the Intercontinental Championship, finally break the record, one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. They're gonna, they're gonna, just, a, just a matter of time until he wins it again. And now Finn Balor goes. <laughs> but here's the thing with the Miz, though. I mean, he goes back and forth every year. The Miz keeps himself in very good shape. He's, I feel like he's getting better shape year by year. And honestly, the way how he does his work in the ring, um, it doesn't he doesn't get injured. Yeah, now I just said that. Watch, he's going to get injured. Um, but no, I mean he he keeps himself well. He 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 doesn't do anything too risky. Yeah, as Daniel Bryan calls him safe. Yeah. But hell, I mean it's given longevity for what over a decade. Yeah, over. A decade. So he's doing something right, and he's entertaining as hell. But I think. He- I mean, I don't know the number. I think he's one win away from tying Chris Jericho. I, I think he'll get it. It's just the point I'm getting. He may not be this year, obviously, but I think, he'll, I think he'll get it. Hopefully. He, he deserves it. Especially with Chris Jericho now in the rival company. They love to erase records, so give it to the Miz, right? Right. Give it to the Miz. Might as well. I, hell, he's he's gotten so much better. I don't, I don't understand why switching the, the titles, but whatever. Because Samoa Joe was off this week on Raw because he was sick. Right. So the plan is for him to come on Raw this weekend officially come to Raw. So no, and, and then he can have that rivalry with Braun Strowman, which I think will be cool to which see. Which I think that's what we're leading to. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, whatever. But now we got Braun Strowman. Now we got Lars Sullivan on SmackDown. I was hoping Lars Sullivan would go on Raw because it's the same shit as Braun Strowman. This big guy is going to come attack, and then if he gets a match, if he, and when he gets a legit match, it's going to be squash matches against nobodies. So we'll see what happens with uh, the man soon to be called Lars, as you will put it last week. <laughs> Is that how we should just refer to him from now on? Yeah, the man seemed to be just yeah. Lars. So uh, our friend Irwin said SmackDown got raped last year and all the talent left. But I think this year it's kind of evenly balanced. Yeah, it's pretty. Most of the Miz and Edge Styles and Naomi and the Usos. But we got some pretty big names. We got Elias. I feel like, like of course, uh, 
the Raw women's division kind of got weakened a bit because Ronda's gone, yep. Bailey's gone, Ember Moon's gone, Sasha Lord knows what's happening with her. Who knows? So who you really have? You have Becky Lynch doing both brands right now. Um, you have Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans on Raw, Lacey Evans, but who Naomi else? Naomi on Raw, Naomi. SmackDown has always had a far superior women's division, and with the addition of Mickey James and Ember Moon, I think it's uh, still. I think SmackDown's women's division is way better than Raw's right now. Always has been. They always have. Alicia Fox, Lord knows where she is on Raw. Who knows? Dana Brooke. I hope they step up Dana Brooke's game. Hopefully, hopefully I, not. If, if Sasha Banks goes away, she's opening there for her. To... Absolutely. Anaya Jax is out. That's Double true. knee surgery. Unfortunately, get, get well soon. Looking forward to the new matchup, so we'll see how it plays out. In other news, The Undertaker has signed a new deal with the E, and he will not be making appearances outside the E. Remember we talked about a couple weeks ago, he was charging $25,000 an hour? Fucking insane. And people are paying it. People are paying, because he's worth it. Because they'll make that money back in a matter of two hours. That's crazy. He's still likely to honor commitments, but won't be taking any further bookings. That makes sense. So if you have the tickets to see him at StarCasts, uh... Enjoy it, because you won't be seeing him anytime soon. Nope. Gone, baby, gone. Let's talk about Sasha Banks again. She went to Instagram to make her first official statement, posting mm-hmm. a picture of her with the Iconics. They had to check women's wrestling. Yeah. Okay. The rumor was that she's upset, but she's not upset with Iconics. She loves the Iconics. She's happy for the Iconics, but she's she, upset. She also... Did we touch on this? That she canceled last minute on the Wendy Williams show? We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Last minute. Yeah. And then wound up... She, she said it was a family emergency, but yet she was in fucking... What was she? Nick, uh, she was in some beach in the, in yeah, the, with the, the Caribbean. Dasha Fuentes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, another rumor going around, uh, Dave Belcher talking about it. She was really upset about the fact that she found out that she was splitting up with Bailey. She was going on Raw and Bailey going to SmackDown. She's upset about that. Okay, tell that Charlotte Flair is breaking up with her boyfriend. You know, Right. There's, other, there's couples who are being affected here. Right. Like, get over yourself. Again, I do have to state for the fact I am a Sasha Banks fan. I'm a fan of the work that she does in the ring. I'm a fan of her character. She does a good job, but it's bullshit like this. Yeah, we're getting angry. Hey, no, because it does make me angry. It's bullshit like this. If this stuff is true. If. Big if. Big if. if it's Watch this be a whole work. If it's a work, great. I think that, I, I, that'll make me love her even more. But if this is true, it just it ruins her credibility. It ruins... Reputation. Her rep- yes, thank you. It ruins her reputation. And, uh, already, it doesn't seem like she's got the best of reputation. Yeah, I mean, there are rumors out there. There are stories about her fan interaction and stuff backstage. But if this is true, it just makes it so much worse for her. In other news, Luke Harper requested his release from WWE, so Sasha Banks might be gone. Luke Harper might be gone. Luke Harper, it sounds like, is gone. Well, his contract expires in May, so it's probably just a matter of time. Yeah. The statement he said, and I quote, As of this evening, I have requested a release from the WWE. Past six years have been simple, amazing journey around the world and back with lifelong friends and family. I am proud of it and I'm proud to say I share the ring with my coworkers. I mean, he said it was a difficult decision. Was it? Because he hasn't done anything. He's, I like Luke Harper. He's good in the ring. For a big man, Fantastic he can move around pretty well. My God, they wasted him. Huge waste. Huge waste. And of course, the rumor going around is he's good friends with somebody over AEW. He'll, he'll, listen, he, he's going to find a job. Eventually, yeah. He, he's going to get scooped up like that. He's just so good. Yeah, he's very, he's very quick and agile for a man of his size. Right. And, so and he, he does he, great like, character work. He's got yeah. great facial expressions. He he knows how to work it. Good on the mic. Yeah. The lim- limited that we heard, he, he's in character. So Right. I, I, like you said, you said it in one word, waste. Waste. Yeah. 
waste not, not, not there's nothing to do with him it's just uh, creative and what they did with him it, it was just i i don't know why you would waste a uh, talent like that he's talented in a, a lot of big men that i've seen yeah um but you know the thing i was saying before i wanted to touch on is the fact that like wwe is has an overwhelming amount of talent yeah that's like, the business and, and you have so many people that are in there that are so fucking talented but they don't get used because there's only so much time on tv yes and honestly i don't know if it has anything to do with like you know wwe gone corporate gone public and like with all the different sponsors they have that they have to uh, saturate um probably water down these uh these storylines a bit that there really isn't a lot of storylines there's enough factions or anything like that they, they're not getting creative how to maximize the talent that they have so obviously people are being left off tv People getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. So, but now you have more competition. You have AEW, you have ROH stepping up, you have uh, New Japan stepping up, you have well, MLW BCW stepping up. BCW, yeah, yeah, you have so many wrestling promotions going on right now that you can go anywhere and get a job and you do fine. Luke Harper, Sasha Banks, hit up Anthony Cole, BCW. Oh, for the love of God, I'd love that. Right? Imagine Sasha Banks against Faye Jackson. I, w- I would love to see that match. Luke Harper joining the Deadly Zane squad? We're picky amongst our members. But yeah, so a lot of people are leaving. I think uh, we'll see what happens. Give you updated. Talked about it a couple months ago. Maybe even further. That the rumors were that Rey Mysterio will lead a faction when he came back to WWE. Remember this? Yes, yes, I remember that. The rumor faction was with him, Andrade, and Sin Cara. Right. Well, the rumors have started up again now that all men are on Raw. The rumors didn't take place when all men were on SmackDown for some reason. Do you think this faction will take place on Raw? Do you want to see it happen on Raw? Right now, it doesn't make sense for it to happen. The plan is for them to replace the Shield. That's a huge statement, and I don't see that happening. No. Because, you know, Rey Mysterio, as talented as he is on the ring, yeah. he's not uh, he's not the best of talkers. True. Uh, but Selena is. Selena is. Yeah. I, I can... What do you call this faction? What do you call the faction? What do you do with them? Are they healed? Are they faced? You can't. I can't really see a heel Rey Mysterio. I can't really see a face on Andrade. Can't really see that either. And Sin Cara hasn't. I can see anything about him. Right. He's without face. Right. And so I. (laughs) I kill myself. You really do. Um. So it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if they were to find a way for it to make sense, then great. Kind of like with like Oscar Carrie Scene and Paige. No one really asked for that, but hey, it looks like it's good. it could be something that could work. Talking about the shakeup, the Viking experience. You briefly mentioned it earlier. Yes. What the fuck is this? I understand what Vince is doing, but my God, you could have picked way better names than this. Because not only did they change their name for the War Raiders. To the Viking experience, they just, changed their character names as well. Just drop the war. Drop, just say the Raiders. Hanson and Roe are now Ivar and Eric. I don't get that either. So now, and plus, this is the first, I think this is the first time they, they've done that. Bring somebody from NXT and completely change their fucking gimmick. Uh, from what I remember, yeah, probably. I just say, like, you want to change their tag team name? Fine. But why change their And names? they're still NXT champions. Yeah. We're just talking about NXT there. So the War Raiders. Right. I don't get this whatsoever. And you hear that they were going to be called the Berserkers? We already had the Berserker. Thank you. Does nobody remember the Berserker? Right. Are we the only smart ones? Really? He was my favorite action figure, actually. Was he really? Yeah, I loved the action figure. I didn't like him as a, the wrestler, but I loved the action figure. I was a weird kid growing up. 
Very weird. <laughs> Apparently it came down to Vince just not liking the name. The War Raider is a great name. But the Viking I, experience. Way better than Viking experience. So you, Throwback. Not as cool as the Slim Sheffer experience. available on iTunes. My first podcast show ever hosted. You dropped you dropped something. I think it's a name. Yeah, the Slim Sheffer experience. <laughs> my debut of podcastry. Check it out on iTunes. Buddy, no one cares. <laughs> my, my mother cares. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so does your mother. Oh, man. So you have the Viking experience. Uh, that name sucks. It really does. I, I What would you call them, though? The Raiders. But that's licensed by the NFL. Mm, true. So maybe that's why they couldn't do that. Oh, man. I don't know, man. How about like, just the Vikings? What do you need experience? What experience you, getting? Then, then you're talking about, again, NFL. NFL. Touche. Right. So, how, about, how about just fucking Eric and Rome? What are the fuck they called? The, you know, the Viking experience. I don't know. Some of us I don't know about. Did you about Earl Hebner back in the news? What? Why? Yeah, that's what I said. He said in an interview with Sirius XM Busted Open, he believes the Montreal Screwjob was a work. But he was involved. He said, and I quote, he thought long and hard in the years since the show. I think both of them knew, to be honest with you. Why would you let a man put you in your own finisher? <sighs> when asked if he thought Brett really was in on it, he said, yeah, I really do. I'm not going to lie about it anymore. I was trying to protect Brett. <sighs> now, my question to you, because this is a fucking bullshit. Do you think he truly believes this conspiracy theory, or is he just trying to get his name back in the news? Because AEW's around the corner. They need referees, maybe. Oh, and why bring this up? Well, he's Earl Hebner. If he wants a job, be like, hey, Cody, I'm Earl Hebner. <laughs> like, Touche. So why, you know, why bring up this whole Montreal Screwjob being a work? I, so he, what was the reason behind this? That's what, what, try to get into his head. Why do you think he did this? Maybe it's a theory. Um, I mean, Even if it, why bring it up 20 I mean, years later? Ron Smackdown, they were just in Montreal. He's on the, so it's going to get brought you up. You were the we, referee. I, I don't know. You knew what was going on. I, I don't know. I'm not Earl Hebner. I mean, why steal t-shirts from, from the very fucking same company? He's fucking twin brother. Yeah. Fired, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his logic is. Hey, I, do you know list? What? Don't Earl Hebner way too long. Let's move on. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Follow up with a story we talked about last week. Road Dog is now expected to take a leave of absence from the company. Mm, yes, I saw that. There have been talks about him possibly you know, filling the, the role that was vacated by Arn Anderson leaving. Right. Possibly him being a commentator. Where? I don't know. But Road Dog is a commentator I would give a chance with. That's got to be awesome. Right? He's cool. I don't know. Where? Where Where would you have him be a commentator for? Is Renee Young Replace leaving? Replace Corey Graves on one show. I don't need him on both shows. I've seen this for years now. Actually, two years since the print split. I love Corey Graves. So but, do I, but not but on both shows. I'm sure he would like a break. <laughs> he doesn't need to be on both shows. The other word is that the parties will look into the situation and see where James might fit in the company going forward. That seems like political BS as he's fucking leaving, right? No, it sounds like honestly, it wasn't working out with the position that he had. So they're they they like him a lot, and they want to try to find a place for him. Triple H likes him a lot, right? Nor do they want him, or nor nor do they need him going to AEW. He's a, he's a brilliant mind in his business. You can't. Have I mean, that. his his lineage. I mean, of course. I mean, and his, his experience family. by himself, right? Do you want that experience going to AEW? I don't think at this point they'd want even. I don't even think they want no way Jose even going to AEW at this point. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. So, yeah, of course. I mean, if Triple H especially is going to find a spot for his boy. He didn't find one for uh, Billy Gunn. 
Billy Gunn, he failed a, a drug test, I believe, didn't he? Or something yeah, happened. Something happened. But they, there was just, it was out of his hands at that point. Whatever. Oh, no, the news. He's got a drink. Mm, I'm down for that. A shot of wrestling presents here and here. Great week of TV this week with the Superstar Shake-Up. Let's start with Raw. you have anything for Raw? Oh, do I have stuff for Raw? Well, we covered some of it already. Most of it, yeah, so it should be, it should be quick. Oh, yeah. Well, what I have to say is that Finn Balor and Andrade match. Andrade. Andra- the Finn Balor and Andrade match. Did I say his name right? Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I mean, I'll take I'm, it. I'm the worst Spanish person ever. Sorry. But uh, that match, goddamn. Holy shit. They have such good chemistry, man. It's, it's a shame they're not going to be in the same fucking <laughs> brand. Holy cow. That was a hell of a match. I'm going to heal Michael Cole. Really? Why? Because when both Ricochet and Aleister Black came out, mm-hmm. did you hear him go crazy saying, he got really excited, like, oh my God, does this, does this mean Ricochet? Does this mean Aleister Black are on Raw now? Uh, bro, dude, relax. Take a deep breath because they've been on Raw for less like eight weeks. All right, sure. <laughs> you know, this I did, isn't I, news. I missed that. This isn't a bombshell. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I do tune out Michael Cole. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. So I, 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 I missed that. And holy shit, that that's bad on his part. I'm gonna heal the Iconics Why? and Ryder and Hawkins both losing here. Makes them both look weak. Mm. They just won the championship a week ago. Now they're losing on Raw. To throw together tag teams? These thrown together tag teams, so I mean, they're, 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 it's to. It makes them look weak, man. If you notice anyone that jumped ship to a new brand, they won. So yeah. that, that's really what it was about there. Uh, I'm going to cheer Elias. All right. That man okay. can get heat from any crowd, and he does it oh, so man. well. One of the biggest cheers of last year was at Seattle Supersonics. Oh, eight that, minute boo! I thought Montreal was going to match it for a second. That that was that was awesome. He's he he's, he's so good at working a crowd. He's great on the mic. Unfortunately, name me a memorable feud he's had or a match. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to cheers. I mean, I hate to say this for the second week in a row. Sami Zayn again, the guy who works a crowd very well. I mean, he played him like a fiddle. I never been a Sami Zayn guy, but. Could he be winning me over here? Because <laughs> he's doing fantastic work now. He really is. I love it. He really is. Um, I'm going to have a big heel. Hey, this actually could go for both shows. I am so sick and tired of seeing so many goddamn multi, uh, multi-man tag team matches. Well, this week was okay. But how many are we going to fucking see every fucking week? No, it was this week because you got to hey, get, get the new people over. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Yes, uh, hey, I, I understand. Hey, hey. Don't wake your hand in my face. No, I'm sorry. I got all Mariah Carey on you. Yeah. <laughs> you have room now. You don't need to fucking be in my face now. <laughs> it's a long island on me. I'm sorry. But listen, yes, maybe for this week is fine. But if the fact that they've done it for so many weeks in a row leading up to this point, that's just the same old shit all the time. If they knew this is what they were going to do, and obviously they did, um, why have so many multi-man tag team matches beforehand before getting up to this point? I'm going to heal. Big heal. EC3 squash. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. Why call him up if you're not going to do anything with him? Keep him on NXT for a while. 
Like, who did he piss off? Right. To deserve this treatment. Like, did he finger blast Stephanie McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, watch <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Why? I mean... <laughs> yeah, after he died. <laughs> I, I thought his his first match when he beat Dean Ambrose clean, yes. I thought that was going to lead to yes. something. But it turns out that was just a rib on Dean Ambrose. Yes. So, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cheers, uh, my girl Lacey Evans. Okay. I'm digging her. You know, it's funny. You always knock me for having so many notes for Raw, but here you are beating me up. I have out. a lot of notes for Raw. You too. have a lot of notes for Raw. Look but at you. My notes are quick one-liners. You're a fucking whole fucking paragraphs. I could speak for days, my man. <laughs> All right, Lacey Evans. I do love Lacey Evans. Yeah, because uh, I appear she can handle stuff on the mic in the ring as well. No, absolutely. absolutely. I, I didn't know much about her until she came up, and uh, she's awesome. She, she's a badass. Important, Natalia. How many fucking rookies or newcomers is she going to have to put over? That's her role now. I know. It's been now? It's been her role. It's true. It's been her role for, like, God, how many years? Well, no. Love, Natty. Love you, Natty. Um, a SmackDown? Yes. Finally. Let's go to SmackDown. Cheers, like Kevin Owens' New Day segments? Dude. I, it was very stupid, but for some reason, I literally LOL'd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I especially loved when Kevin Owens did uh, Big E's intro. Yes. He nailed it. Took a couple of tries. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. He, he definitely nailed it. But do you get this like uneasy feeling that Kevin Owens is just going to really fuck them up any second? No, but when you say it, I can see it. I hope so. Right? Because Kevin Owens is a baby face. It just feels weird. It yeah. feels wrong. Like, I feel like I need to take a shower after yeah. seeing it. Like, Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, by the way, though, uh, Big O. <laughs> There's only one Big O in the <laughs> wrestling world. And that's my man and Zach Ryder's man, Big O, who uh, commented on my Instagram post. Check me out on Instagram at Party. I have a little bit of a heel here. It goes towards the... The CEO and the owner of the company, Vince McMahon himself. Really? Okay. I mean, the man is a billionaire, right? The B. Yeah. The big, big, giant B. I, you know what? I can't, it's been bothering me the last few times I've seen him. Why are his ties so goddamn fucking ugly? Do you think they're ugly? They're fucking disgusting. I don't think they're ugly. I thought they were just rich man ties. They're not rich man ties. Because I know plenty of rich men. <laughs> Braggadocious. Because a tie itself is a different pattern than not for you keep dragging home i just thought it was worship man tie those designs the color schemes they're just awful i i, I just can't I, it's an eyesore every time every time i see him like he's a goddamn billionaire that's a billionaire dude they can buy stuff oh. don't make sense to us peons us peons you speak for yourself there putty i have one for last sure. cheer it is actually again going to vince mcmahon for selling a superman punch oh that's great that was great. I, I love the replay, too, like the slow-mo of his face as it was happening. It was fucking classic. You know, he's a 70-something-year-old man. Yep. He's fucking crazy. N-X-T. All right, all right. Cheers. Buddy Murphy, uh, that was in dream? Yo, that match. Sick. Holy shit. But I, I want to talk a little bit more about Valveteen Dream in general. Please. His His work in the ring is so fucking good. It's so smooth. His move sets that he has, the selling, that knee, the face that he took, the way he went backwards on his knees, mm -hmm. and he took that pinfall. I, I've never seen a sell like that, really. I mean, it was so good. It was realistic. I bought it. His facial expressions, it's all there. It all gels together. I 
am a Velveteen Dream fan. I don't get the character, though. I dig the character, man. Like, it's... What He seems to be like a, a Prince knockoff. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's working. So it I mean, works. That, like, that's not an insult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, only that, an insult, but yeah. that's that's kind of what he's going with. His move set really reminds me of like the Macho Man Randy Savage, where he does some of the stuff. I don't watch Two Hundred Five Live, but Buddy Murphy was fucking awesome here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's jacked. How's he on Two Hundred Five Live? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering that too. I hope he kills it on SmackDown. I, I hope so too. I have a Cheers, the Undisputed Era. Okay. How they work together as a faction, they're fucking gold. Lost I, art. My, my God. I mean, they're so good in the ring, but obviously, like, you know, Adam Coley brings it on the mic. They have the look. They have the chemistry together, and everyone buys into it. They, they, this is what I like when I want to see more. When I talk to you about with factions and how to utilize talent in WWE, I mean, there's ways to do it. And you have, like, these talented group of individuals working together as a team you can buy into that, and there's a lot more storylines you could do with them. What's great about the Undisputed Era was not only is it four men who are awesome individually and collectively, marketability watch, talking about the whole show. Yeah. Great logo, great name, great hand signals. Yes, I was about to say that too. Great hand I, signals I as well. Norse hand no, you're doing a horrible job at it. Fans love to do the, the two sweet, the two sweet, the four horsemen, the DX the, job. The, yes. You get the Undisputed Era thing. I'm doing it wrong. Dude, what are you doing? Very happy they were not called up. Really? Because I was actually somewhat disappointed. Because they would have been ruined on their roster. Uh, uh, I.E. Yeah. The, the Ascension. EC3. Anybody else on NXT, really? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Speaking of NXT, talk about the uh, the main event. My girl, Shayna Baszler, destroying Kyrie Zane. <laughs> we all knew that was happening, though. But did you see that shit she did with her arm? Yeah. Yeah. The was... way she fucking worked her arm. Great storytelling and kind of disgusting. It, it, it was pretty disgusting. It was great. You know, I mean, of course, I mean, we saw that happening. I feel like, I feel like I've seen better matchups between those two. Okay. So that's why I didn't really have any notes on them. I was just kind of like, eh. That was NXT. Great week of shows. Any final comments for the shows? No, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. I mean, as JR says, it's a, after WrestleMania, it's a reset. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Control it is a reset. Yeah. So what happens? I, I'm curious to see who goes for the belts. I mean, do we see do we see Cesaro go for a championship belt uh, against well, Kobe she, Kingston? Sheamus is injured. Sheamus is injured. So he has a couple weeks to play with. So and they've been playing around with that. Do we see, I mean, who goes against Seth Rollins? I can't tell you. I can't tell you so far either. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, who would you have go against Seth Rollins for the championship right now? Who or who do you see right now? As who, a fan, I would say it is Styles, but he's a face, so you need a heel. It's too soon for that but one. What, though. what what heels on Raw right now? I would I would save AJ Styles for Seth Rollins for SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Well, Drew McIntyre. That's the obvious choice. He's the biggest heel. On, what are the heels on Raw right now? Right. Drew right. McIntyre. Yeah, I, I, you would have to do that. So. I think that's the most logical choice. Who, who feuds with Kofi Kingston now? I, I personally, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Cesaro. Really? I, I could see that happening. Apparently, DB's injured, so he's getting not only is he injured to recover, he has to go through all the fucking shit tests. Well, we don't know what he injured. Doesn't matter. They're going to put him through all those fucking tests. What? If he injured his finger, you think they're going to put him through those tests? Absolutely. No, they don't fucking play with that shit. If it's if it's his head or a neck, even I guess they, they will. Care. No matter. 
If it's like a, a, an ankle or something non-related to his head, I don't think so. Last week, in a nutshell, let's move on to go, some go-home thoughts. You, you're sitting there looking pretty, looking confidently comfortable, but next week you got a big matchup with LAW. Damn right. Frankie Flo, the man who punched you in the face. Do you, do you need to remind me of this? Yes, each and every time I see you. Oh, God. Thank you, Frankie Flo. This is what I'm getting now because of you. Somehow is putting himself in a title match, even though he wasn't even in contention for one. Yeah, yeah, go figure. Oh, I mean, yeah. as he said, he he pulled the card out. You heard him say it last time. Yeah. As the owner of LAW, he pretty at, much said he could do whatever he wants. At an LAW show in Brooklyn, their home base. Brooklyn Brawl. So will the Delhi Sand Squad be able to contend with any potential backup they bring in their home? What are you asking? What? There's like five of you guys, right? Yeah. But if he recruits the entire LAW locker room. So what? Bring it. It's like 10 guys. He could bring on the LAW locker room. He could bring on all of Brooklyn for all I care. We're still going to... Nothing's going to change. We're still going to walk out, still holding the LAW championship high above our heads. Hell, we may walk out with the tag team titles. We may walk out with any other title we want. If Eric Jane loses the title, what is your job now? What do you mean, what is my job? The, my job or, or Deadly Sand Squad? Your, you carried a title around for him. My job will be carrying out the, the tag team championships from BWF as well. I mean, Speaking of BWF, May 4th, we have a big show coming up in BWF. A New Hope. May the 4th be with you. I mean, are you going to be at the show? I think you're going to be at the show, right? Because we'll be the I think side me and you are going to be doing a show. That's right, my man. We got invited back. It's a good sign. I am very excited for Very excited to see... Again, my squad going back, going back to the Bronx. Are you going to be able to control yourself this time? What do you mean control myself this time? What you, I, I mean, I think the table raised a couple inches because you got so hard when you guys came with the belt. You got you even left comfortable commentary. Yeah, are yeah. You, are you going to leave commentary? I'm celebrating right with my friends. I'm your friend. Yes, I am your friend. I came back from my friend, didn't I? Twenty minutes later. Twenty minutes. You're you're so delusional with your time. And the in ring return of TJ Marconi. That's yeah. a big deal. It is a big deal. Trust me, we're watching that one. I mean, we'll be ringside. No, I'm saying me and my squad, we're watching no, TJ Marconi for sure. Asshole. What do you mean, asshole? Tickets for both shows are still available. Both shows you do not want to miss. So definitely check it out. That's it for this week, Mark. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. Any go-home thoughts for you? Um, well, my website, yourfavoriteactor.com, is actually being redesigned. You'll actually be starting to see shows from this point forward. From a shot of wrestling really? on there. Mm-hmm. Any clips for Unforgettable? Uh, we'll see. I, I have, I'm sending a whole bunch of stuff from my work that I've done over to my um, to my guy who's working on my website. Can you so, send my stuff over? Because I'm working on the shot of wrestling website. And it's, it's kind of fucking, fucking bitch. There's so much goes into creating a website you guys don't realize. See, this is why I have a team do it. I, 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 I yeah. just tell him my vision for what I want, and he does it. Whatever. Can you, can you include our website, too? You got to talk to him, man. I want a case of beer. He doesn't drink. Uh, you. Oh. He worked for you, right? So if I pay you off, we're fine. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way, but yeah, we can see. <laughs> so there's no show next week. Tell us why, Putty. We call the show Friday Nights. Uh, your boy at Muck J. Putty will be in the city of Manhattan watching Avengers Endgame. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You know who's really an asshole? Who? Green Man. He's watching it on Wednesday, this opening premiere of the show, right? show like it's a wrestling show it's a three-hour movie the ending has been leaked online have you seen this 
I'm aware that it has been leaked. I am not watching it. Nor am I. I asked a coworker of mine about it. He said he didn't watch it, but it was some Arabic subtitles. Oh. So he thinks some guy from the, mid- the Middle East paid them off to watch the movie ahead of time. Probably. Which I retorted back to him. Not surprising at all, because you know, Shawn Michaels were retired, but the Saudi prince wanted to see Shawn Michaels at the ring. Right. He paid them off. Money talks. <laughs> exactly. So I can see. And they have a shitload of money, yeah. man. Huge money. Dude, this, they want to buy Manchester United and do WWE. They? Oh, yeah. And they have the money to do both. That's amazing. And still have money left over to do whatever hey, the fuck they want. Anyway, your drink's done. Let's go see some karaoke. Let's see some shallow finally downstairs. Oh, can you hold me like the Bradley Cooper that you are? Fuck yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. What? Are we still in the air? Yeah. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Don't worry about it. No, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> so, Mark Schwann, next week you're watching Game of Thrones. Nice. Until next time. <laughs> you are. Start watching now. You, you catch up by the series finale. I have to finish West Wing. It's going to be there. Game of Thrones will be there, too. Yeah, but it'll be spoiled by then. I, you don't think stuff has been spoiled for me before? West Wing? What's been spoiled for you from No, West I'm, just, I'm talking about... He loses the election? Yeah, he's... he's Wait, term, what? <laughs> his term ended. Of course, he wasn't even running. I'm out. Peace. For the Hollywood day, as he walks out of my studio for some weird reason. For the beautiful Nia Kennedy, the queen herself. And, you know, that guy, Greenman. I have been your host, at Buddy. Until next week, putty yo. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last call at the bar. Oh. All right, everyone, we have made it to my favorite part of the episode. It's last call, and we have the queen here with us, Naya Kennedy. Now, it's rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find out, but away we go. What is your favorite meal? Tacos. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. What is the greatest feature on a guy? His lips. Name a wrestling hold that can double as a sex position. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Boston Crab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite? Camel Clutch. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. Um, what is your favorite TV show? Oh, a Law and Order SVU. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Invisibility. Mm. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, oh, my goodness. Steve Adams from Oklahoma Thunder. And finally, what is your favorite karaoke song? Oh, I would have to say ACDC. <laughs> Back in black. All right. Well, on that note, I think maybe it's time to hit the bar and hit some karaoke. What do you say, Naya? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you very soon. Well, thank you so much. It was my pleasure to be on. I enjoy you guys so much. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>